Hello, and welcome to Let Me Tell You a Story podcast, produced by ED Media. Today's story is from the best-selling novel, Journey to the Kingdom of Soul, written by author Everlast. Chapter 8 One of the night guards on his post at the perimeter wall surrounding the jungle city stared out into the moon-covered forest, and watched as a small speck of light hopped through the woods. Slowly it made its way toward the huge clearing that separated the brook from the forest. The guard did not know what to make of the dancing light, so he stood idle and waited before he alerted anyone about what he was seeing. The last thing he wanted to do was cause a ruckus and it turned out to be nothing. The light stopped short of the clearing for a moment, and it emerged out of the forest. The guard motioned to the nearest person on patrol and the other guard quickly jogged over. Man the gates. A group of five well-armed men converged on the front gate and patiently waited until the two riders was in close range. State your business. One of the guards barked from behind the closed portcullis. The two riders stopped their horses, and one of them responded. If it's possible, we would like to rest for the night in your city. Where you come from? We come in peace. We're coming from flatlands. We are on our way to green water, the bearded man said as his horse wandered into the light bouncing off the wall. Hold on, the guard said, and walked away from the gate. The two riders waited in silence for a few moments. A crackling sound snapped through the dead air, followed by the squeaky sounds of the rising portcullis. The two riders rode their horses up the rest of the hill and into the front entrance. Well, the bearded rider said, hopping off of his horse. Thank you, he said as the guard approached them. What is your name? I'm Wak, and this is Mosey, the bearded man answered with the butt of a chew stick hanging out of his mouth. The night sky made his dark skin look darker than it was, but the clear whites of his eyes gave him the aura of a man that is always alert. The large sword he carried on his hip is what the brook guardsmen focused on as they sized up the two visitors. Mosey hopped down off of his horse to join Wok's side, making himself look peaceful and approachable. Mosey was a lighter shade of brown than his partner. Standing at six feet, eleven inches tall, Mosey weighed close to 240 pounds, and the long cut he had on his right cheek made him look more menacing than he appeared to be. Wok was a few inches shorter and weighed 50 pounds less, but he was the more vocal one out of the two. Well, the captain of the guard has given you permission to rest until you continue on your journey tomorrow, the guard said to the two visitors. Thank you. We will be leaving midday tomorrow. Is there a place where we can water our horses? Wok asked. Yes. Wall guard Evan will escort you to the horse stables. Then take you over to the main hall so you can get something to eat for yourselves. Evan nodded with a welcoming grin, this way gentlemen. Walk chatted lightly with Evan as they walked toward the east of the city. The streets were lightly illuminated by a few torch lamps, which enabled the two travelers' eyes to roam the area intently, but not so much where they looked like they were recognizing the city. Wok had heard about the brook as being a possible place Miss might want to be in control over in the very near future. What always hindered Miss' advancement was inside knowledge of the jungle city. Before he gave his men the green light to attack the city again he was going to need more insight on the terrain, as well as other things about the city. Wok was feeling a rush flow through his veins because he was gathering vital information for the industry army, and if he completed his mission he would be in a good position to finally make the rank of commander in the army. They walked into a huge barn that had tall trees on both sides, and a huge clearing behind it where the horses could go to graze at. A lone torch burned in the center of the barn, giving the place a nice taste of light, 
but also giving it a dangerous feel from it being surrounded by the loose strands of hay at the same time. They put the horses in empty stalls and unloaded their carry sacks. Once the horses were free of the baggage, they made their way over to the buckets of water and apples that were placed in front of each stall. Evan then took the visitors over to the main hall where they could grab something to eat for themselves. The heavy tom-tom beats and sharp harp vibrations overwhelmed them as Wok's eyes scanned the hall in amazement. He didn't know what kind of scene they were walking into, but once they stepped inside surprise took over Wok and Mosey as people and Humanals danced before them. A scene neither of them had ever witnessed before. The rhymes coming from the right side of the hall made Wok turn and he saw Papa Big rocking the hall crowd like a seasoned performer. Wok wanted to smack himself to make sure he was seen correctly. Lady Light slid in her sultry vocals once Papa Big stopped rhyming, causing Wok to think to himself her voice was almost the best he had ever heard. It could have been his loyalty to the industrial and culture that wouldn't give Lady Light her props over the celebrated Nippoli, but the light-skinned beauty was blowing her words so hard she had Wok considering his position about who's the best he ever heard. Follow me, Evan said with his light grin. Evan wasn't surprised by the traveler's reactions. He had witnessed other travelers react to seeing Papa Big for the first time in the same way through his years. He himself had never traveled too far from the brook, so he didn't know his land was the only place in Musina with a big black bear as their leader. Evan took the two guests to an empty table in the back of the hall and they settled in front of a bowl of fresh fruit and dried cinnamon bread. Is this how your people enjoy each other every day? Wok asked, sometimes, but tonight is a special night for us. Evan said pouring himself a cup of wine. Why? Mosey asked, speaking his first words since they walked through the front gate. He too was bewildered by the mystifying scene. Because we have the Queen of Pakistan and her brother the young prince visiting us tonight, Evan said. Wak and Mosey gave each other a quick glance, then scanned the festive crowd to see if they could spot the queen without her being pointed out to them. One of the table hands appeared and asked what would the three men be eating? What was made for the people tonight? Evan asked, clearly more interested in food than the entertainment bouncing around the hall. Over by the high table, Wok said under his breath, as he tapped Mosey and gave him a head nod into the direction. Nalani danced one two-step slide with Stephen, while a smiling Zahara sat back comfortably clapping her hands to the beat. They will bring us some cooked snapper and greens, Evan said once the table hand walked away. What is his name? Wok asked staring at the rhyming bear. That is Papa Big, ruler of the jungle city and leader of the brook, Evan said proudly. He is the ruler? Mosey asked, even more dumbfounded than when he first walked in on the energetic sight in the hall. Yes, and singing with him is his wife Lady Light, Evan added. And he's married. Wok said even more confused. And she? She is a human? Mosey said with questionable eyes. Of course she is. That's how it happens in the brook sometimes. Why, that doesn't happen where you come from? Evan asked, clearly looking like the confused one now. Not exactly, Wok said, not wanting to drag out that part of the conversation. So how long will the visiting queen be staying in your land? Hopefully she will be blessing us with her presence for a long time, because word is their land was attacked and destroyed by the industry army, Evan said, and poured himself another cup of drink. Wok silently agreed, before he took a gulp of his own cup of drink. Once their food arrived, the hall was in full swing. Wok and Mosey watched the royal table as they ate their food, while Evan finished his food and jumped into a dance step with one of the jungle city women.
Papa Big and Lady Light left the festival, while a dark chocolate woman with long hip-length locks kept the celebration going. Her smoky style of sultry wordplay danced over the constant flow of the band, which showed no signs of letting up any time soon. When Wok saw the queen and her entourage gather themselves and head for the side door he tapped Mosey and they silently drifted away from the table. Evan was too occupied with the woman he was dancing with to notice he had lost sight of his detail. Mosey and Wok weaved through the crowd and made it to the side door just in time to see the group turn the corner 100 yards away. They put a pep in their step, and when they turned the same corner they watched the group disappear into a large structure that told Wok it had to be the ruler's castle. Hey! Wait up! Wok and Mosey turned around and were surprised to see Evan jogging to catch up with them. Why'd you leave? Evan asked as he tried to catch his breath. We wanted to find some place to rest, so we can continue on our journey in the morning, Wok said. Oh! So why didn't you say something? Follow me, I know just the place, Evan said, leading his two guests away from the castle. Heading back to the other side of the jungle city, Wok continued to take a mental picture of every part of the city that was in his line of vision. He knew for this important information T-Moose would be more than thrilled to give him a promotion in the ranks. The thought of becoming a commander in the industry army was a dream that could soon become a reality, and Wok couldn't wait for his moment. Real soon, Wok mumbled to himself as the trio made their way over to a wooden house, and retired for the rest of the night. Chapter Break Sir, they're coming back, one of the sentries called out to the commander. The small hunting group sat idly around the camp waiting on word from Wok and Mosey about the inner walls of the brook. Very good, Commander Vance said in his deep dark drawl. He stood up and pitched away half-eaten apple he was peeling with a knife. Wok and Mosey rode through the high trees and bush until they met up with the rest of the group. Everyone joined the commander as Wok and Mosey hopped off of their horses. They saluted the commander and waited to be spoken to before they made another move. So tell me, what did you see? Commander Vance asked with the seriousness of a human tracker locked into his eyes. Well commander, there was a lot of activity buzzing within those walls last night, Wok said, wanting to limit the information he would share with Vance. Were there any royal visitors in the city? Commander Vance snapped, clearly frustrated with the cat and mouse game he had been engaged in. Yes sir, Mosey said. Good. Will they be staying in the city, or will they be moving on to another city? Vance asked. It definitely appears as if they will be staying here for a while. Wok quickly answered, not wanting Mosey to speak for the two scouts anymore. They were celebrating the arrival of the Pakistan royal family, and spoke on how their presence in the city will be a boost to the allegiance between the two powers. Oh really? Well, we'll just see about that when the army arrives, Commander Vance said to no one in particular. He looked to be lost in deep thought as he made his way over to his horse, and stopped short of climbing on it. And you saw the Pakistan children with your own eyes, right? Yes sir, Wok said. Good. Let's go. Timus and the Major will be pleased with this information, Commander Vance said before climbing onto his horse and leading the search party back the way they came. Hey everyone, it's Author Everlast. I want to thank you for listening to Let Me Tell Your Story podcast. Tune in for the next episode. God bless and be safe.